0: Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Alison Klein. I'm delighted to have Diane Bryant in the studio with us today. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So this is your second time on Chip Chat. It's been a while. Last time we talked about data center transformation, and today the topic is artificial intelligence. First question, how does Intel view artificial intelligence, and what are the scope of applications using AI today, and where do you see this growing?
1: Yeah, well, you know, thanks to pervasive reach of cloud computing now, along with the ever-decreasing cost of compute that is enabled at its foundation by Moore's law, along with the increasing availability of connectivity, the world's billions of connected devices are generating millions of terabytes of data every single day. And it's the ability to analyze and derive some value from that data that is tremendous. And that's why we at Intel are so invested in advancing artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence really encompasses a big range of compute methods from advanced data analytics, computer vision, natural language processing, machine learning, deep learning. And I have to say one of my favorite quotes is from Andrew Ng, who's the chief data scientist at Baidu. And as he said, just as the industrial revolution relieved much of humanity of physical drudgery, artificial intelligence promises to free the human potential and relieve us of much of our mental drudgery. So artificial intelligence, it is my belief, it's going to transform the way businesses operate and fundamentally the way people engage with the world.
0: So there's been a lot of talk in the industry about technology investment on AI, where is Intel focusing its investment in this space?
1: Our job fundamentally at Intel is to deliver the technology solutions that are going to drive the industry transformations. And so artificial intelligence is obtained through massive data analytics. Uh, And at Intel, we have a very unique role in that we power the high-performance computing solutions and the storage solutions that make artificial intelligence and the advanced analytics solutions even possible. In fact, Intel processors fuel the vast majority, over 97% of all servers that are running analytics, from traditional analytics to deep learning solutions. Deep learning solutions use a neural network computational approach that relies on matrix multiplication. So those operations are relatively simple. The key is performance and scale. So deep learning workloads run and run very well on Intel Xeon and Xeon processors thanks to that scale. And Intel processors will also provide the best total cost of ownership. So the consistency of having the Intel architecture programming model, both for the development of the AI solution to the deployment, from the scoring to the model training, makes that whole process of AI much simpler. So we recently announced, you may have heard, our next-generation Xeon Phi processor, which is codenamed Knight's Mill. It's focused on highly distributed machine learning workloads with targeted availability next year, 2017. And last quarter, we actually acquired Nirvana, a company that is leading in deep learning neural network computation. And so we're very excited about the ways that Nirvana will complement our existing product portfolio as we integrate their technology into our processor roadmap.
0: Now, obviously, the data center is the hub of AI innovation. But where does Intel see data center infrastructure evolving to meet this need? And how does this innovation extend to the network and the internet of
1: things? It's a great question, because one of the hottest applications getting a lot of buzz today is autonomous driving. And it is exciting. Self-driving cars are the future. And it's going to take a phenomenal amount of compute to make that happen. So with self-driving cars, the autonomous driving models are created or trained in the data center. And then that model is pushed out to the car where the actual scoring occurs. And we've estimated that accurately supporting 20,000 autonomous cars will require an exaflop of sustained compute in the data center. And that's a lot of compute. And the reason this level of supercomputing is needed is because of that massive network of sensors. There's millions of sensors inside and outside of the cars that are constantly collecting new information, staying aware of the surroundings. And those models, they need to be continuously updated in the data center and pushed out to the cars, which also requires a highly secure, high bandwidth, high data rate network. And that brings us then to the next big transformation, which is the network. Today's network is really incapable of supporting the kind of scale and mission-critical communication that's required. So transformation must occur. The network has got to be virtualized, software-defined, and cloud-enabled. And that's why you see big investments being made today in the transformation of the network moving off of fixed function devices onto Intel-based servers. It provides the network operators that same level of efficiencies and economies of scale that the data center operators enjoy with lower CapEx and lower OpEx then they have the flexibility to support new business models like autonomous driving. So thanks to the technology innovation that's occurring, likely the current generation of kids are going to be the last that actually have to get their driver's license.
0: (laughs) And that's a good way to segue into my next question, which is we're at the infancy of AI development. How is Intel planning to work with the software developer community and those sexy data scientists that you like to talk about to take full advantage of Intel
1: platform capabilities? There's really three fundamental requirements for an analytic solution. So one, you've got to have those intelligent algorithms. Two, you've got to have lots and lots of compute power. And then three, you need lots and lots of data. And the more data you have, the better the result. So one of the big barriers, as you note, to truly democratizing artificial intelligence is the lack of those uh, sexy data scientists, the true experts. And so the solution has to start with an investment by the tech industry as a whole. It's got to be our job to make artificial intelligence more accessible and easier to use. So the ease of development and deployment is the North Star that drives our investments. The growth of connected things and machines has led to a dramatic increase in the applications for stream processing technology. So we've been investing in that area, creating a streaming SQL open source project. And we created streaming SQL to add the support of SQL commands onto the Spark framework. And so stream SQL makes streaming analytics development much easier for our existing community of of data analysts and, and data scientists. The second area we are tackling is in the area of reuse. Each big data solution is going to be unique to the customer, unique to the industry. However, there is a significant portion of those solutions that are common um, and hence reusable. So it's simplifying and streamlining the common reusable elements that we've tackled through the development of what we call TAP, or a Trusted Analytics Platform. So TAP is a platform as a service uh, for data scientists and application developers. It provides a marketplace of predictive models and data analytics services that includes the data platform components, things like Hadoop and Spark, and includes the tools to actually simplify the data ingestion and the data preparation. And then it includes an analytics toolkit as well. And then finally, to achieve real peak performance for machine learning and deep learning, Intel is collaborating extensively with the open source community to optimize artificial intelligent tools and libraries and frameworks on Intel architecture.
0: As AI innovation progresses and more use cases are pursued for AI applications, many are questioning potential misuse of the technology. Mm-hmm. As a leader in the tech industry, how do you see Intel's role in ensuring that AI is properly implemented towards societal good? And are there
1: particular applications that you see offering great benefit to society? When boundaries are expanding through innovation. What comes with it is fear of the unknown. And I think that is natural. But at Intel, we're really focused on the development of AI for good. That's what we call it. And we've already fostered and demonstrated some really neat beneficial uses of the technology. One great example of massive societal impact is in the healthcare industry. Here in the U.S., we spend $2.5 $2.5 trillion a year on healthcare, which is 23% more than any other nation per capita, and we don't produce any better outcomes for that investment. So we see massive efficiency that can be realized by employing modern technology. If you think about just in a short period of time, back in 2001, the cost for a full genome sequence was $100 million. Over the past 15 years, that cost has dropped to less than thousand dollars thanks to the ever-increasing efficiency of technology. So with that, uh, two years ago we started a program to enable medical researchers to create personalized precision treatments for diseases that are discoverable through DNA. So things like cancer, Alzheimer's disease, or Parkinson's. And so we have a program that we call All in One Day by 2020. What that means is that if you are suffering from cancer, you will be able to go into your doctor's office, have your cancer genome sequenced, your doctor will compare your tumor against all other cancer genomes in the world, find the matches, find the treatments and the outcomes of the patient, and then prescribe to you your treatment and do all of that in a single day. And that sharing of genome sequences that's fundamentally required, it doesn't exist today. And it doesn't exist for reasons of security as well as IP concerns. So we're creating the Collaborative Cancer Cloud. It's a federated and trusted data exchange, and it allows the sharing of data without the risk of losing control of that data. Beyond cancer, there's another um, disease discoverable through DNA, which is Parkinson's disease, and we're applying big data and data analytics to solve that disease as well. So we've been collaborating for several years now with the Michael J. Fox Foundation and the Andy Grove Foundation building the technology solution to enable the tackling of patient symptoms 24 by 7 through wearable devices. So we've enabled the researchers to analyze the data for insights in the disease, its progression, the effectiveness of the treatments, and, of course, the eventual cure. The more patient data collected, obviously, the more accurate the machine learning algorithms and the resulting models. And all of that data is securely shared across all the research institutes so we can unleash the brilliant researchers that have theories on the treatments and the disease progression, but up to now have lacked the data or the tools to actually prove them out.
0: Well, that's really inspirational work and obviously a really exciting time to be working in the data center at Intel and in the industry as a whole. Thanks so much for being on the program today. Thank you. We'll see you soon.